Hello there, this is the Psychology Report, and this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and I'm glad you joined me today. I'd like to talk about a man in American history that I think has an enormous amount of uh, information and uh, lifestyle and uh, uh, patterns of living that we all can benefit from. Dr. Martin Luther King. You know, this weekend we celebrate his life. We, we born, he was born uh, in John January the 15th. It was 1929, actually, on January 15th. So this is the weekend we celebrate his birth and his life. And uh, on Monday, many of the schools are not meeting and offices are closed. And it's a national holiday, a federal national holiday, because of the importance of this man. Now, to me, he's a hero. If not a hero, he certainly is a man of great value and great meaning and really a personal man that I admire for what he has done. I admire him for his leadership skills. I admire him for taking on an enormous task in America, and that was advancing the welfare and the quality of life for the black people of America. I admire him for standing up to opposition. I admire him for being a pastor within the Baptist uh, Church uh, there in uh, Atlanta and uh, in many churches in which he has obviously spoken. I admire him for his thought and his ability to communicate and his ability to speak to the hearts of people. And, of course, that was no better done than his speech, I Have a Dream. I have that speech in writing in full. I've framed it. It's on my wall in my office. I read it once in a while, read parts of it once in a while, because of this important man in American history and who has become important uh, to me. Now, he was born, as I indicated, on January 15th, 1929. Now, he had a um, sister, Christine, and he had a brother, Alfred, Alfred Daniel. So we have three children. And what I'd like to do now is to kind of introduce a very important part of his life, kind of a personal part of his life, not so much his teachings and his uh, objectives and his style of leadership and whatever came of that and whatever came of the dream. Well, that's an important one. We can do that at a different time. But for the American home, for the American family, he's an example. He's a model. And we need to study him more. We need to look into his life more because he has something to teach all of us as families. So if you're a family, listen in. This is what's important, okay? In the home, his mother and father. Now, his father was a pastor. The Ebenezer Baptist Church was just down the street two blocks. I visited there. I've been in the church. I stood in the pulpit that his father spoke and that he spoke in. I was in the basement of the church where they had dinners and they had meetings and where the Christian uh, leadership conference it was often held. I was in his home. I toured his home. I visited the various rooms of his home. I was in his bedroom. I was in his, in his dining room. I was in his kitchen. I was on his front porch. So I have a sense of his life. And if you picture it this way, his home was on a street, and he was in the middle of the street, but the front door faced a T, like a street going in front of him, and then a street going right out the front door on down into the Atlanta city. On the left of his house were homes for sharecroppers. These were the slaves. These were the sharecroppers that lived in homes in the city but worked out in the fields. 
and on the right of his house were the landowners. So across the street from each other and right in front of his home were children of sharecroppers, children of landowners. And no doubt he played with the children of sharecroppers and the children of landowners and himself being the child of the major pastor of the black community of Atlanta. And they probably played kick the can in the middle of the street. They probably played soccer in the middle of the street. They probably played hide-and-seek in the middle of the street. Together, all these children who knew equality, who didn't have separation, who didn't have anger, didn't have fear of each other, but united one to the other. That's how he grew up. But here was a strategy within the home in which he was raised. His father was known as Papa King. He was a popular pastor. He was a pastor to many, many, many people of the black community. And they identified him as Papa King or Daddy King. And he was their model. He was their hero. So at dinner time, it was very important to the King family. The children came home from school, changed their clothes, from school clothes to play clothes. They played for about an hour, and then the assignment was that the children were to read the evening newspaper, the Atlanta newspaper, and find an article in there that they were interested in, read it, understand it, and then be prepared to provide or to produce a oral uh, discussion of that particular article at dinner time around the dinner table. So all the, the three children read the newspaper, all had an article. They then changed their clothes once again into dinner clothes, which were like Sunday clothes, and came to the table. They ate in China. Ate with crystal, silver. It was a formal dinner. And at the end of the dinner, Papa Daddy King sat back and then pointed to the children one by one. And each child was given time to give their little report of the newspaper article that they had chosen, had read and prepared. Martin had his turn, his sister had her turn, and his brother had his turn. And every night, they made this little oral presentation. So as an example, Martin would give his presentation of the article. Maybe it would take five minutes for him to tell what the article was about. And then Papa King would sit back and ask questions, would ask points of discussion, would raise issues to be thought through and to be discussed and to be considered. And maybe that would go on for 10 or 15 or 20 minutes and then go on to the next child and do the same thing. And then go on to the next child and do the same thing. In other words, dinner time was a very special family time. It was a time for the family to come together. It was a time for the family to share information and ideas. But it was a time for the, sh the children to learn how to speak, how to communicate, how to think through issues, how to respond, how to answer questions, how to dialogue, how to debate, how to discuss and how to pick important topics to talk about rather than just mundane issues of the day. Dinner would often go on for two hours because of this kind of discussion that the family had around the dinner table. Now that's where Dr. Martin Luther King learned his oratory skills. He was an orator par excellence. He could talk, he could be, he could preach, he could speak. He was an orator. 
You don't, you're not born with that skill. You learn that skill. And he learned that skill at the dinner table of his home. And I think that's a model for us. I think that's an example for us. I think that's something that the American family has, is missing. We aren't doing that anymore. We've missed that. We've missed the opportunity to teach our children, not just topics and issues and subject matter, but how to think, how to discuss, how to dialogue, how to debate, how to argue, how to think through issues, how to share, how to educate, and how to interact with people of different ages and different thinking patterns and different backgrounds. That's the quality of Dr. Luther King's home. It's the quality of his parents. And that's why he was the quality man that he was. He learned it. He acquired it at the table of his mother and his father. Now, as a psychologist, interestingly, I've been in the business of psychology and meeting with families for 45 years. I've met with hundreds and thousands of families over the years. And today, it's different. Today, every 10 families that I see, one family eats together a meal per day. One family out of 10. Families aren't eating together. Families aren't coming together. Families aren't dialoguing together. They're not thinking together. They're not talking together. They're not sharing together. They're not bonding. They're not engaging together. Kids come and kids go. Dinner is served. They eat. Some are on the television. Some in the room. Some outside. Some inside. Some eat a little bit now. A little bit later. Some don't eat at all. It's all kinds of combinations. Now, that's not good from a health point of view and from a nutritional point of view, perhaps. But it's certainly not a good idea from the point of view of parents having an opportunity to pour into the life of their children. They can teach the children at the dining room table, at the kitchen table. They can teach skills. They can teach knowledge. They can teach subjects. They can teach concepts. They can teach relationships. They can teach how to make life work and how to become an effective individual. And when you do that, your child will succeed and your child will thrive. But as a parent, if you're missing that opportunity, you're missing one of the cute, one of the finest parts of being a parent, and that is teaching your children. You're just kind of going along and making sure that they have something to eat. Not good enough. You want to make sure they have something to eat, but you also want something for them to feed on for the rest of their life. This has been the Psychology Report. And this is Dr. Alan Hedberg, and I encourage you to take a look at my website, booksbyhedberg.com, booksbyhedberg.com. And my main book in there on this topic is Dr. Teach Me to Parent. In that book, I have many chapters, which I show how teachers and parents can work together for the good of the child, how to teach communication skills, how to teach assertive communication skills, how to teach problem solving, how to teach uh, discussion, debate, decision-making. So it's in there. Ways that you can help your child learn these kind of skills. So pick it up, Dr. Teach Me to Parent. It's in my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Now, because this is the weekend of Martin Luther King, I recommend that you get on the computer, type in his name, and read about his life. Read about his history. 
read about his person, read about his family, read something on Dr. Martin Luther King this weekend. Educate yourself and gain and benefit from the vastness and the greatness of this man. We need more of them. Maybe one of your kids will be like him and kind of emulate his life and pattern their life after him. Perhaps that would be the case. Our world would be wonderful if that were, the, if that were to be the case. Anyway, good to be with you. The Psychology Report, and bye for now.